Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome to this episode of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I am DJ Pig. With us today, welcome back, Keegan Watkins. Hey, it's good to be back. Feels like home. We well, we did that last time. I'll see if we still have the applause uh, sound sound chunk saved somewhere. But yeah, Keegan, welcome back. And of course, on behalf of DJ and myself, and all you need to know, we apologize that it has taken again so long to get you back onto the podcast. Well, it's been a minute, but I mean, all the new changes and stuff. It, the new studio, yeah, right? New studio. There's new mics. There's... Even even with the recent run in with the raccoons. raccoons we've had some raccoons breaking into the studio and stuff yeah, they're, they're little bandits little yeah. bandits yeah we actually I, I listened to episode 166 today which was the last time we did a wild thoughts episode and we mentioned raccoons and talked about how they were bandits mm-hmm. it came up i think because we were talking about how roller coaster cameras can click a, an hd photo of you traveling 60 miles an hour but then all the cameras we have in our banks and our important areas can't can't it's all sd it's standard definition black and white we can't make out who it is and we somehow got to talking about raccoons and it got crazy because then we talked about human evolution and did we evolve from raccoons will we evolve into raccoons i don't know if you guys remember that but that's what we talked about last time on episode 166 and i want to go ahead and say for the people that have listened for a long time we made this a recurring episode this was something that we wanted to do on a regular basis we started out episode 41, which that's five years ago. 41, then 61, then 81, then 101, and then 166, and now this is episode 228. So we were on a really great pattern, and Keegan, you were bringing the wild thoughts, and it was fantastic. And so that's why I apologize, because I, I think I, I've already talked to you guys about it. But if you go back and listen to episode 166, at the end of it, I said... Hopefully, we'll have you back in 20 episodes, Keegan. And you were like, I would love that. And I said, or we'll have you back in 65 episodes. I don't know why I said that, but funny enough, this is episode 228. This is 62 episodes after The Last Wild Thoughts. So funny funny how that worked, uh, the numbers. And then DJ even said, maybe we should record and hold it until 231, which would have been 65 episodes later. But it's not worth it to to bottle up this magic and have people wait. Whenever we, do a, whenever we do a Wild Thoughts episode, you got to do it and you got to release it, right? I yeah. mean, that's how I feel about There's it. There's no holding on to it. I mean, this is stuff that we've got bottled up. It's been just weighing us down. Can't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. We we can't hold on to it. we got to get it out there. And Keegan, you're the one that I think originally brought us the idea to do this, or at least you're the person that I've always known to have these sort of wild thoughts. And you texted me one today that isn't, it didn't make the the five that we're going to discuss after the topic transition, or I guess not the topic transition, this episode, the recurring episode has its own theme music, which I love and I know a lot of people do. But uh, Keegan, what I was trying to say is that you have one that you brought up to me and it's a, it's about Hawaii. And I think we should, we should say it's an outside looking in, didn't make the list, but we still need to discuss it just for a second. So what's the big wild thought about Hawaii? Well, so I was just, you know, racking my brain mm-hmm. trying to think of you know i gotta give the best of the best for this podcast right and i appreciate that Thanks. and then i 
stumbled across how Hawaii has an interstate, uh-huh. and uh, I mean it's it's one state. What's up with that? I I guess it was just a big ass road going all the way to the from you know, one from one tip to the other. The inner forty eight. Yeah, you know. Oh, so you think that there might be an interstate across the entire ocean? Yeah, from Hawaii I mean, to the coast. It's got. Oh. There's got to be. If it is an interstate, truly, if it is an interstate, yeah, if it not, would connect. They'd, they'd call it a highway. But I think mm. I don't know if it's above water, below water. It's a there. Tunnel under the ground, under the water. Uh, uh, I just know there's something going on with yeah. that. Well, that is an interesting thought. That is an interesting thought, DJ. You you seem to be enamored by this. I, I'm on? well, totally honest. If I'm being totally transparent. I didn't really think about what the term interstate meant and what all was yeah. jumbled in with that term, I guess. Uh, it never occurred to me. I, I never sat and thought about the fact that interstates run across the country. So, you was an English major, wasn't you? Yeah, not so okay. much with geography, though. Yeah. But, well, e- either way, any way you look at it, it's still a little bit mind-boggling. Right, and I think that that might be the perfect transition into this episode because that was like a little appetizer that you order at a restaurant and it got us going and it, and it fed the hunger for just a second, but now we're going to dive straight into this if you guys are ready. You guys ready to go? Entree. So ready. this is episode 228. Welcome back to Wild Thoughts, Volume 6. Every human in history, I guess you could say every living being in history of the earth, has looked at the same sun. Hmm. 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 Now, this is a wild thought because think about it. I guess it could be that with the moon as well. Abraham Lincoln peered up at the moon and said, man, that's, that's pretty. Yeah, and you've done that before. DJ. Yeah, absolutely. And we, like we said, sun, but you know, hopefully not too many people have. have you don't want to stare at taking too long of ganders at the sun. Right. So yeah, but it is cool to think about. You know, like the same sun that uh, heated and lit the earth during the time of uh, Abraham Lincoln, or yeah, uh, you know, the dinosaurs. Yeah, the the Aztecs or the Egyptians building the pyramid. Like, they couldn't have done that without the same sun that we look at today. Right, right. Makes, Keegan, you, makes you believe. You're, you're kind of scratching the chin over there. What's what's going on? What's going through your mind? Uh, I just remembered a saying that I heard about Kobe Bryant. And in one of his games, he was shooting a free throw, and a camera flashed, and he missed it. So he said, I'm going to train my eyes. And he spent four minutes of each day staring at the sun. Did he really? Oh, well, that's what they say. There's nothing that man couldn't do. I know. But I, I, I am kind of interested in the fact that, just thinking, the T-Rex, at one point, he was walking around, eating whatever the hell he wanted to. Unable to cover his eyes. He couldn't cover his eyes. And at one point, he was like, I am sweating my ass off. What is going on? And then he looked at, oh, it's, it's hot today. The sun's out. Yeah. And we've done that. I've been yeah. outside before. Maybe not eating whatever I want to, but, you know, doing some manual labor, mowing a yard, 
and I and I maybe I wipe my brow and I say, man, it is hot out here today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, there's no cloud coverage. That's the sun. Yeah. Just thinking about all the different beings that have been in that situation where they could look up at the sun or the moon and it's the same one that's been forever and will always be forever until, of course, the sun eventually burns out and then absolutely collapses our entire universe. You know, it makes you wonder, like, if the sun was a living being, what would it have to say about Earth and Mm. the populations that populate the Earth? Okay, that's an interesting thought, too. That's a wild thought. Keegan, what do you think the sun would have to say? Just, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but... It is an interesting question. If the sun, and I, who's to say it's not a living being, but yeah. maybe a being that can speak and, and have thoughts. Right. Uh, what do you think that the sun would say about planet Earth? I would say that it really hates the top and the bottom part. I, yeah. I don't know if I hate, maybe scared of. You know, he doesn't visit there that much. Yeah. It's always ice. Yeah, know, no, that Antarctica makes sense. Stuff. So he's so like, I think he's got a favorite, and I think it's right on the equator. Okay. It does get hot so, there. That makes sense. It's what he as, pays attention. He or she. Yeah. Let's not assume gender. Yeah. Or they or them. Yeah, or they or them. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I could see that. But he, I, I don't know. I think he has a diverse, or, you know, the sun has a diverse outlook on Earth because he obviously likes one part better than the other parts. Okay. Interesting. DJ, I, what do you I think? I feel like... You know, because there's a select few or, or a small percentage of the beings on our planet that I think have probably accomplished anything of uh, small greatness. Wow. And then probably, okay. the, well, not harsh. to be, yeah, not to be. What like, are you trying to say? Well, I'm just saying, you know, most the inventions only come from one person a lot of the times. So not one person that, you know what I mean? One type of person? Greatness is achieved by the few, not the many. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, the yeah. Kobe Bryants of the world. That's right. Okay. The Albert Einsteins. Sure. Those kind of fellas. But uh-huh. there's not too many of those kind of Joey fellas Fatone. out there. I don't know who that is. From NSYNC. No. No? Okay. No, he doesn't Go ahead. fall. Anyways. But, so I can only imagine that the, the sun peering down on the earth has to be like that that clip of Trailer Park Boys when when Bubba goes, those guys are dumb. Mm, a judgmental son. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I picture my son. I think that the son would just kind of be disappointed in us because yeah. I think that the son would would say, I'm this is energy, pure vitamin D. Yep. Right to you guys. You can have it. Yep. And people are sitting inside. We're instead going underground. Uh, and trying to find sources of energy where there's a big source of energy right there. I think the sun would just be like, what the hell are you guys doing? I think it'd be something like that. It wouldn't It wouldn't be aggressive, but it would be judgmental. I think the sun would be judgmental. Yeah. And that wasn't the wild thought. It wasn't what would the sun think of the earth if it could talk. The, well, but the sun has seen a lot. The sun has seen a lot. we've all seen it. And, and so every being that has lived on earth has at one point probably looked up towards the sun yeah not necessarily right into it like kobe Bryant or donald trump right but they know that it's there and i think that that is pretty wild do you think that uh go ahead the sun's getting a little bit hotter you know oh there's been some heat waves you think he's really getting mad up there and maybe putting it down is. on us okay so is the sun putting it down on us i think that that's a good question 
but I don't know if we can necessarily answer it with the time that we have, just because we have to move on to we'll a know soon of, enough. Just something to think about. I think it, I think that question will answer itself, unfortunately. And let's move on to our next wild thought. If a candle shop burnt down, would it smell good? Hmm. 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 I don't know. I think... So, you, I, I've been next to a fire before. I'm sure all of us have, mm-hmm. right? And a fire has its own smell. But the fire, I guess, is... Or I, the smell of the fire is sometimes determined by what is burning. Because if you're burning just wood, maybe it's a smoky smell. Campfire smell. Yeah. Um, if, if you're burning garbage, which Not isn't so good, good doesn't smell bad. It, it smells really bad. Yeah. yeah. So putting yourself in a, in a hypothetical situation, because I would hate to see a Yankee candle up in flames. But imagine that you walked up to uh, you know, a shopping mall or an outlet mall or something, and the Yankee candle is up in flames. What do you think it would smell like? Would it smell good or would it smell bad? I think it depends on the size of the shop and the amount of the inventory. Like mm. if they have uh, a scarcity situation going on where, you know, they have several candles that they're sold out of and there's not many there, then I feel like the burning smell of the building is going to kind of overtake and you're not going to smell the candles as much. But right. if they are having a hard time getting those things off the shelves and they are fully stocked, then I think it smells... Now, here's my thing. I think it smells like candles, but I don't know that it smells good. Yeah. Because... Oh, I know what you're about to say. There's a whole lot of different scents going on. I think, and here here's a thought. Whenever you light a candle, and Keegan, I'm really excited. I can tell that there's some there's some gears going up there. I'm oh, excited to hear what you, yeah, I'm excited to hear what you say. But whenever you light a candle, it initially takes a second for it to smell pretty good, right? Yeah. It's like it, it lights, and then it has to start melting the wax, and then it starts to smell good. Mm-hmm. But then whenever you put the candle out, it's just smoke. The, yeah. the the smell goes away. So it would have to be, I think, a situation where all the candles in unison are burning at the same time. Because if you had a section of the candle store that was on fire and a section that hadn't been touched yet, then probably those first initial batch of candles would be kind of extinguishing while the others caught on and it would be a, a battle of what smell came through would it be the smoke right uh like you said of the structure or would it be you know a pleasant you know uh christmas christmas cookie or, oh god i uh, hate cookie a, candles a, a, i'm trying to think of a like a, a, a green pine I'm trying to think of some candle uh scents cherry that I like. blossom cherry blossom clean linen yeah. All these different candles. Which is weird. And I can get into that in a second after Keegs gives yeah, his yeah. two Keegan, cents. Yeah, Keegan, go ahead. I I, I want to know what you think. Well, I think, you know, all the candles, they're burning. Uh, I can only relate it to colors. You know, blue. Interesting. Awesome color. Red, great color. Yellow, brown, all the other colors. I can't list them all, you know. There are a lot but of colors. There's a lot of there them. is a lot of colors. Yeah. But whenever you mix them all together, it doesn't matter... Like, how much of each one? You mix them all together, you get black. 
That's true. And what's black? Black is emptiness. Black is nothing. Mm -hmm. All the candles, all them scents coming together, it's nothing. Mm. Wow. It may not smell at all. But then, like you said, when you blow it out, I think that's a very good smell. A candle that is freshly blown out, it doesn't matter the scent of the candle. They all smell the same, that burn out. Right. So you're a f- you're a fan of the freshly blown candle. Yeah, and I think them firefighters are gonna hurry up, extinguish that flame. That way they can smell the ultimate blown out candle. Are you suggesting that firefighters aren't always in a hurry? Well, I mean, you know. Are you saying that sometimes they might lollygag to extend the hours that they work? I well, think I think they, firefighters. They may work fast. I don't know. I mean, sometimes in that specific, it's just a cat in a tree. Sometimes there's I get it. you know I like get an it. orphanage on fire. I get One it. of those is going to take is. more precedent. More, That's more true. sense of urgency That's, yeah. to certain jobs for firefighters. Very nice. Save, I didn't mean Keeks. to put you on the spot there, Keegan. I was just, you know, I, I I agree. I think the firefighters, if if it's a candle store that's going down though, I don't know if there's much urgency there. It's like, well, well that's what they're supposed well, to be doing. If there's life in the store, trapped sure. in the store, yeah, then that's maybe. different. But when they hear about it, they're going to be like, oh, when we put that out, it is going to smell so good. Mm-hmm. So they're they're hurrying. I just, it, it's tough because I think that there's really no way, to, no way to tell. It's an interesting thought. It's a wild thought. That's why we're talking about it. But it would just depend. Of course, sometimes, let's say, let's say that it was during Christmas time whenever this candle store burned down. Mm-hmm. Then you would have more of those, more of the, I almost said flavors. Candles don't have flavors. They, they have scents. Eat them. Well, they do have a flavor, but it's not what the, the thing says on the outside. I'm thinking that if it was around Christmas time, you would have a lot of, you know, pine smells and Christmas cookie smells. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, there's got to be some other Christmas time. Gingerbread. Gingerbread, yeah. yeah. Cinnamon, you know, things like that. I think that oh. it would actually smell good if it was around Christmas time. I, I think you would definitely give off a scent because there'd be more of those types of candles in the store. You might be right. I, I, if a, if say a candle store goes up in flames around Christmas times, I'm staying away. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Christmas time smells. The sugar cookie, the uh, brown sugar waffle syrup. Kind of. You don't like those the sweet no, candles. No, I don't. I don't like the sweet sugary smelling candles. So you like a man candle. The main candles, or or honestly, the fruity candles, like like I said, the cherry blossom, mm-hmm. the uh, mango drip, the I don't know. It's, What's a mango drip? I don't. I just the mango dressed it, very nice. Yeah. 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 And it smells plentiful. Okay. Well, I think I don't know if we can necessarily answer this, which it's not necessarily our job to with a wild thoughts episode. We present these thoughts. We try to develop them and kind of unpack them a little bit, but it's not always like, okay, and that's the end of it. Sometimes that's a good thing, right? So let's leave it at that. And it's an interesting question. It's a wild thought. And let's move on to our next one. If self-driving cars exist in the future... Will there be a need for windshield wipers? Okay. I don't. I don't think so. Right? 
we wouldn't need windshield wipers if we're not driving the car because the windshield wipers are specifically for us to be able to see while driving in the rain. If it is raining and we're in a car but it's driving itself, I don't think that the car necessarily needs the windshield wipers. It, I, I guess it actually depends on where the sensors in the car are. That's what I was going to say. Is I was, I was going to mention about how it depends on how the, the car is made, how the car is telling where it's supposed to be going. Because mm-hmm. if it's just by GPS, then no, we have no use, right? But I'm sure there are sensors in a self-driving car, whether that's on the outside or the inside. Because I have seen like the technology that cars use now, where it's like lane assist and, and parking assist and stop assist or whatever. It has a camera kind of in the dash, and it's pointing towards like the, the open road in front of you so it can see and sense some of these things. So if the sensor, like I like I said, it would depend on the sensor, but but we'll throw it to Keegan and see. Windshield wipers, would we need them or would we not? I mean, that's kind of a toss-up. You know, whenever I think of this question, you know, the car drives itself. I don't need to see. Sometimes I would like to see. Right. But then some other times, you know, I don't want to see or I may not want anybody to see in. Oh. So I'm thinking oh, we replace. Baby. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're gonna replace them windshield wipers with just some curtains, and so <laughs> okay. we'll be driving. I, the car is gonna be driving. Yeah. And it's like, hey, we're going by the mountains. Keeks is changing pretty. clothes during his transit. Yeah. I think I think there might be multiple people that are changing clothes. Well, there could be in but, the car. In Keegan's uh, well, answer. You know, going through the mountains, you want to see it. Curtains open going through uh, i don't know maybe well, like chicago st louis you've east, seen it before east I, part but yeah yeah he's seen it before that's what i was going yeah. after okay. not anything else and, and yeah. to, okay. to back up keegan's point most of the time you will see rvs on the open road and all the blinds are shut besides the front so maybe that would be allowed and then you see like these big vans especially from uh, like the 70s and 80s where it's a shag carpet in the back and they have blinds. Oh, the, the old shagging wagon. The shagging wagon. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that would work, but it's hard for me to imagine like a Toyota Camry with, with curtains, you know? You don't have a good enough imagination. And and I, I just can't help but think that that would be a, a safety issue if a cop was driving down the road and he could not see into it. He or she could not see, or they could not see into a car. I guess that makes sense because we do have tent laws, right? You can yes. only your windows can only be tinted so much. So um, I doubt you could have a curtain all the way around. I guess that is true. But I understand what you're saying and and at the at the center of Keegan's point is if I don't need to drive the car, I can do whatever I want in the car while it's driving itself. Yeah. I, but yeah. Then no matter again, how frowned upon. That goes I don't know, it popped in my head. If you're riding a horse, horse knows its way back home. But if you're drunk on it, even though horse is doing its thing, you're still going to get a DUI. So I'm kind of Which flip-flopping is, here. You can get a DUI if you're drunk on a horse. That is a wild thought within a wild thought right there. It's wild it perception. You can, you can ask George Jones, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think he's gotten one on a horse and on a lawnmower. Yeah, I knew about the lawnmower. Yeah. That is interesting. So the horse wasn't drunk. No, the not that we was. know of. But even though it did know its way home, know what it was doing, you, you well, still that, get one. That is the perfect, perfect example of what could happen because we don't necessarily have a lot of self-driving cars right now. 
but a horse is as close as we can get. And so does that mean that if you were hammered drunk in your Tesla that's driving you back home, you could get a DUI? But, but I feel like that would be safer. It, at that point, it's not driving under the influence, though, right? It would be riding under the so it would be an Which RUI. Is legal. But you can, if you're drunk, you can be in a car. You just can't be driving it. What if, so the way that I've always been told is that if you are under the influence behind the driver's seat and the keys are in the ignition, that means that you are operating that vehicle. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, in this case, you wouldn't have any keys to put in in, in the ignition, but technically, you would be the one who started With that the vehicle. Horse? You would be operating that vehicle. Are we talking about the horse or the self-driving car? The car. Oh, okay. Well, I guess what well, you could still have keys in a self-driving car. Yeah, Depends. I mean, I think if you're behind the wheel, then to some extent, whether that car is driving itself or not, to some extent, you are operating that vehicle. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's where it comes in. Like you have the ability to take over. With a horse, you can grab the reins, do what you want. But do we need windshield wipers? Oh yeah, back to that. No, not necessarily. I don't probably. think we need windshield wipers now. I don't agree with that, DJ. Yeah, you ever gone a little bit with some bad windshield wipers? I have. I have. Oh, yeah. that's why I'm saying I don't think like yeah. I've I've mastered. I think that should be part of the driving test. You can't pass your driving test until you are without windshield wipers when it's piss pouring rain and you have to get to your destination. Okay, but then everyone would have to schedule their driving test while it's raining. Exactly. It would defer or a lot of people. some sort of simulation. Which, less people on the road makes me happy. Okay, and that's true. That's true. And we got into the weeds with this one. Uh, I think I think it's it's time. You guys you guys good with this? We yeah. Got, yeah. Didn't expect this to go this long. Yeah. It it was uh, it was an interesting little tangent there. But let's move on. This this next wild thought I think is going to be possibly the best one of the episode. Biscuits and gravy is just really wet flour poured onto really dry flour. Uh, oh, oh. That's true. I didn't, I didn't think about it like this because you, you take biscuits, it's just flour. Uh, you know, making biscuits from scratch, I I don't do very often, mm. but I have before, and um, one of the made ing- made ingredients is flour, um, and which was any bread is going to be flour, right? But then to make gravy, it's just it's just more flour, a little bit of milk, a little bit of milk, yeah, some some bacon grease that Maybe you saved up over the years, bacon grease, uh, some pepper, but still cannot it's be made without, without flour. the flour. So that is an interesting thought. It's a wild thought to think of the consistency and the makeup of biscuits and gravy, which is just pretty much the same thing on the same thing or the same thing underneath the same thing or the same thing poured onto the same thing or it's the same thing that you can eat and it's also the same thing you could drink. Also, it could be two of the same things, but one of the same things was made into a different thing that you poured the first same thing onto That's true. the other thing. Or what the way you just said that is two same things that are different but still the same. Yeah. I mean, S- same question. Biscuits, um, biscuits, they start out kind of wet, don't they? You know, like 
Yeah. Flour Doughy. that's wet, and then you have to bake it to make it, you know. And it's dry. Yeah. yeah. And but then, then you, you just you pour gotta some, dry it out. But then you cook gravy, too, to get it to the mm. consistency. It's very watery, and then it gets kind of creamy once you cook it, the heat. Oof. Yeah. Goodness. What a process. And it's the same thing where if you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, you can't make a biscuit or into gravy, gravy back into flour. Well, has anybody tried making gravy into a biscuit? I specifically recall a video kind of walking us through the process of the physical change uh, done by our what, good like, friend Thad Buchanan. What are you talking about? Physical change of what? A physical change of any like substance like that. Like oh. You combine two things okay. and you heat them up and it turns into something else and you can't return it to its original form. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can get that video from our friend Thad Buchanan. Now, Keegan, I think you touched on it a second ago. I think you could make a biscuit into gravy. And I also think you could make gravy into a biscuit. See, that's the one that I'm really hung be, up on. It would be easier, I think, to make gravy into a biscuit than it would be to turn a biscuit into gravy. But I think both are possible. How would you turn a biscuit into gravy? Well, I think the first step would be to take the biscuit, put it in a blender, really get it chopped up. And, of course, there's no liquid in it, so it would be very dry. Then you put it, you know, the dry blended material. Maybe it's a Ninja blender. really gets it nice and crisp, mm, love a fine blend. And you put it out on a pan, and then you basically use that as flour for the gravy recipe. I think that would work. Yeah, In my mind, that works perfectly. And with gravy... That one's a little bit harder. But you just add flour. More flour. And then bake it. And I think you could have like a biscuit and gravy biscuit. It's tough to I don't tell. think that, that either... I think that if you take it to that next step with either part of that meal, I don't think it's nearly as good. Well, you don't know that. I don't. So but don't say that. I, I'm not going to say that nobody's ever tried it, but nobody I know has ever tried it. Right. I don't know. If we do that, you'll have a biscuit flavored gravy poured on top of a gravy flavored biscuit hell and that'll be yes. a biscuits and gravy on like inside of biscuits That's and gravy and, biscuit, oh, and you can biscuit just keep going gravy here's my thing i feel like if it could be done martha stewart or paula dean would have done it by now mm, especially paula dean a hundred percent she loves a good biscuit nah yes nah both of them They've already, they've already got what they wanted out of their cooking life. They're just riding that You think wave. they're mailing it in? Oh, they're mailing it in. Hardcore. You know, I think... I don't know if I could sit here and say that Paula Dean and Martha Stewart are mailing it in. Next think, thing you know, she's going to say, Hey, you get these Fruit Loops, put them in a bowl, put some milk on it. Oh, it tastes so good. Wow. Uh, Interesting. Hey, there's one thing I want to touch on before we jump to the next thing. Sure. Make it quick. Right. And you guys don't even have to answer if you don't want to. You mentioned Ninja Blender. Uh -huh. I have a theory with Ninja Blenders. Okay. I think that there's actually a little ninja in there. And that instead, like you see the blade that's it's in so there. It's so quick. Right? It, you and don't see the hand I think when you hit start, the blade. the blade spins so fast it actually turns into a ninja, or the blade comes down and a ninja comes out and just goes fruit ninja all over whatever you got going is, on in but your that would that would mean that the ninja is self-sustaining or has to live off of whatever you're blending in oh, order he to survive he takes he takes his own yeah. you know he, he takes, takes his, his, his thing bit. 
Yeah, just okay. enough to get them by. Okay, I don't think that that's true, DJ. It's just a theory. It, it is not definitely tested. a theory, and and I I don't even know if you could say it's a wild thought, but this next thing will be a wild thought. There are sidewalks in the Cars movie franchise. Hmm, 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 hmm. I don't understand. Why would there be sidewalks in the Cars movie franchise? For those that aren't familiar, Disney Pixar Cars, Owen Wilson as Lightning McQueen, Kachow. Then you wow. have then you have uh Larry the Cable Guy as Mater. All this stuff doesn't necessarily matter. The main point of it is that all of the characters in this universe are cars or planes, right? It's basically automobiles, and they have eyes where the windshield is. But there is still many human accommodations within these movie within this movie franchise. Right. So you, you're sidewalks saying, being one of them. Sidewalks being one of them. Why would there be sidewalks in the Cars movie franchises? Is it for the cars to feel better? Is this a world where all cars destroyed humans and then they they left kind of the stuff and they had to modify some of the things? And they were like, well, we're not just going to tear up the sidewalks. But maybe it's for baby cars. I've never, I'm, I'm assuming a little baby car could fit on a sidewalk. I was thinking... It'd be a side ride. I was thinking maybe like mopeds or bikes. You know, they can't go as fast. They need... Are there still bikes? Have, they still have wheels. Are I would assume that there's... Cars movies? That, I don't, that was where I was going to go with it. See, cars, its own movie, is just cars. Uh-huh. Planes, airplanes, whatever it's called. It's yeah. just planes. So then I got to thinking, what type of transportation will fit in this universe? Is it something that has wheels? If so, a bike is in there. Is it mm-hmm. something that has an engine? If so... I think so. I think it's like the engine is the heart. Could, could it also be a motor, though? Because a motor is electricity. So could there be like these little electric bikes or maybe a there? Maybe a generator with, with a face, and it can't move. It's got the two wheels that depends on somebody else to move it around. Yeah. And then there's also the windshield. I didn't think of that before, but the windshield is their eyes. Does this transportation device need a windshield? Right. That's why if, I don't know if, if so, I, that blows out the bike. I'm trying to think of a bike in the Cars movie franchise, and I, I can't think of a bike. I think it's all cars and planes and semis. I have to assume that somewhere not pictured in the movie, there are other species involved. Mm-hmm. Got to be trains, right? Trains, yeah, like Thomas the Train. Yeah, he's... Oh, Thomas the Train is definitely in the Cars universe. You think so? Oh, yeah. He does fit no the requirements. He does fit the requirements. But is he steam in? Is he a steam engine or is he a coal engine? Mm. Because that that would suggest that, and something he, that people haven't thought about is you don't necessarily ever see the cars filling up with gas. But is that like their blood? And if they don't have any, they die. Well, first I'm gonna say that there is gas stations. I don't know if they use them or not. They drink them or they I I don't know. But the Thomas, the train. Uh-huh. He could be like a dinosaur, you know, an old steam engine, oh, like a dinosaur. But yeah. then they modified him, put an old LS swap in there, okay. and he is chugging along, living on. Well, that's true. I didn't like think a modern it. day crocodile. Yeah. You know, descendant yeah. of a dinosaur, but right, right, kind of different. DJ, to, to kind of circle back, you said that there are a lot of human accommodations for these cars in this universe. Besides sidewalks, what comes to mind? What are you thinking? Well, they have headlights, which I understand they got to have light to see. 
But in which case, like, why wouldn't they just have just street lights? I just, it's weird because we don't well, we walk don't, around with, with lights light. on our head or on our yeah, face. But at the There's same time, not every part of the roads that we drive on have lights. Right. It's there's a lot of unanswered questions for me in that franchise in that movie franchise. Uh, one that I'll throw out there is the idea of Mater's living situation. Uh, does he live amongst in what his world would be just a field of dead bodies? Ooh, because he's like a ju- it's like a junkyard because yeah. he's a rusty car. Yeah, think, and so it's just a bunch of different like car body parts. Oh God! I think that's their version of a cemetery. You think he's actually in their world like a? I think I think digger? so, but nobody really thought about it. And plus, none of it's buried. Now, quick thought here: there is a tractor in the cars world because they go tractor tipping, but yes. the tractor does not have like the physical capabilities to speak and think i don't think because it's, it's more like, like a cow. it's more like a cow so we need to keep that in mind just to, just to kind of maybe go back to it if we need to what's your thought what you're talking about is mater are you saying that mater's half dead because he's rusted out i don't think that he's half dead i just think it's a morbid situation and nobody really talks about that he's living amongst mm-hmm. i mean because the human equivalent to that would be living in a graveyard where the human bodies were not buried. So you're going and you're you're living in a place where it's just scattered with body parts of the dead. Mm-hmm. Well, this could be a stretch, but maybe he owns a thrift store for clothes in our world. In our world, mm-hmm. because you know, Lionel McQueen can change his tires. Kachiga. As we know. Yeah. yeah. Kachiga. Wow. We can't change our feet. You know, we can't chop our feet off, put somebody else's feet on. I mean, I guess you could. Uh, but you don't. The, the medical world might have progressed past me. But maybe all these parts are like clothes. And not the inner workings. That would make Yeah, sense. they can switch them out if they it, want yeah, to. Yeah, it's not like it's not a, you're not, you're not getting an axle there, but you, you might get a fender yeah, or a, a hood change panel. or a quarter. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Doc Hudson in Cars, he was in the first movie, but then you never see him again, right? Because mm-hmm. the actor that played him died right. in between R. the R. first and the second. Yeah. And so Doc Hudson, I think, died. But how does a car die? Is it like a dog? where you slowly start to see that it doesn't have the capabilities that it once did, and then you put it down, do other cars decide if the car should go to the junkyard and be, like, compacted? And is there a way to put a car out of its misery before you compact them? Because I would feel like that would be very painful. But it's the same thing. Hold on just a second, DJ. If the car is compacted, is it dead? Because all the parts of that car still make up the car. What part of the car in the car's universe makes it a living being? I would have to guess, and I'll, I'm going to jump off this. This is what I was wanting to say anyway. I would have to guess that it's the engine, right? Like the engine is the heart. But if you take the engine out, it. it yeah, because a car can't run without an engine, right? Just like a human body can't run without a heart. But maybe you could hook up. When, we don't know a lot about the medical practices in the cars universe, but you would you could hook up a car to some sort of device, kind of like how if, if a human needed a heart transplant, it could live for just a little bit without the heart until it gets the new one. And this is what I was going to say is immorality. Immorality. Is that the right? Immortality. Immortality. Immorality. I mean, there's immorality in in the cars. There are some immoral acts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But is immortality feasible within the cars universe? Because 
an engine can pretty well be kept up as long as you keep it up, right? Right. Or if the engine is like a heart, in which case you change that out and you can do like an engine transplant or like a heart transplant. Right. Could that car live forever? I think it's 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 all about mileage because if you have a car that's that's going up for a long period of time, it reaches 300, 400,000 miles, then you you don't see those cars make it that much longer. That's what I'm saying is at one point the car would have to be like, "All right, I'm it." But I think you could if you were a car in the car's universe achieve immortality if you were to be just kept in a in a shop or a, a you know a showcase where the car wasn't being driven uh, it was just kind of being showed off maybe it's set in a garage but then that's no life for the car because the whole point of being a car in the car's universe is to drive around that's true in which case the concept of time is totally different in the car's universe right, right? because there's not necessarily we still a life age, expectancy even if we sit on a couch for 80 years we're still going to age for 80 years right in that case if what you're saying were to be true, then they would stay the same age as long as they stayed and did not drive any further. Mm-hmm. But like I said, what's the point of life? I want to do an entire drive? episode of the cars. We could. We probably need to wrap wrap it up. Keen, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that I think that a car give you Sally, McQueen, Mater, Doc, whoever. They could live forever if they just switched their parts out. But I think the big catch is that to do that you know there's a lot of little boats you got to hook up i don't know of any cars that has that kind of i mean the closest i can think of is a forklift but he he can't get into tight spaces oh man i don't know he's a master with them but i see what you're saying that that brings up that brings up another important thing that we have to discuss before we get to one last thing for this episode is that brings in the the ship of theseus paradox where if there's a ship of Theseus and it's a ship and all the boards are the same and then you slowly have to start replacing parts of the boards and so you replace half of the boards, is that still the ship of Theseus or Theseus? Or are all the boards that you just replaced, if you made all of those... I'm, I'm explaining it Is bad, it a new ship? Is it a new ship? Yeah. Or if you took all the, all the boards and built a new ship, is that the ship of Theseus? What or, keeps that car... That yeah, car. Mater. You'd have to assume that a car has a soul in the car universe, and that's what gives it its personality. I see what you're saying. Oh, man. So let's, let's, oh, man. let's say old Mater. We can't, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> let's, say, let's say old Mater, you know, he's living long beyond his years. He's getting tires changed. He's getting engine swapped. He, hell, he's even going to get a new frame. Goes into a body shop, but yeah. let's say McQueen here is collecting all of the stuff that Mater is getting rid of. And then mater. McQueen builds a new Mater like a out of mater. the old parts. That's a clone right. of Mater. And a baby Mater or a baby car in any circumstance in the car world implies that cars can have sex in the car's universe. Not if the, it would be asexual. You think so? I, I mm-hmm. think it would have to be. It would be like laying plus, an egg with old parts. Plus, I think with cars... If Lightning McQueen and Sally had a baby, right? They were definitely trying. To they know. were trying. We know that. But if they did have a baby, the car would come out full size, would it not? Because its car doesn't grow. The car mm. would not be small. Have you ever seen the movie Robots? Like, okay, hold I love on. That, that opens oh, up oh, a whole oh, new thing. Oh, oh. So uh, let's let's go oh. ahead. And hold on, hold on a second, guys. Hand me downs. Yeah, yeah, it's all hand me downs. We are already over our time limit here. So wait, before we go, I gotta ask one question. Yeah. 
I've got to know about Keegan's wasp thing. I, I was hoping okay, that we could so, fit that in. So that's the one thing that we still had to get to. Uh, and we were not even close to wrapped up on the cars conversation. So we'll have no, to figure that gonna out. that's going to have to be a whole other show. Yeah. But uh, Keegan had a wild thought. And I think it's been brought up before, maybe within our friend group or on the podcast. Keegan, go ahead and explain your wasp theory to close out the episode. We've, we've got a couple of minutes here. Well, guys. I'm very adamant about this. Uh, whenever I was a young boy, I was at my grandfather's house, and there was wasps, wasps all around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was a little kid. I was freaking out. He said, hey, just hold your breath. They won't sting you. I said, okay. Held my breath. I didn't get stung. And for some reason, that stuck with me. And the whole 23 years that I've been alive, minus however many since he told me, Every time I see a wasp, even close to me, I hold my breath, and I have never been stung. I, that that whole theory brings up so many questions. I know we don't have much time, but I just don't understand. Like, sometimes a wasp can sneak up on you. Like, how have you not been stung yeah. by accident where you didn't well, know it was there and it just came in like kamikaze style for your neck or your back uh, of your calf muscle or something uh, maybe maybe i was in between breaths whenever he was thinking about doing it he could have saw me take a breath come in and then i was in between and he that's went amazing away. there's also been times where you know i was working on them old humvees i'd lift up a hood wasp nest in there and there was one time i remember that a whole a whole bunch of wasps flew out of this truck and we all ran and i was standing right next to a guy i was in between him and the wasp and I held my breath that's what Papa told me to do and as I was holding my breath the guy beside me said ow just got stung it's an experiment I, incredible. first I want to say as a, as a side note I also have heard that if a mosquito is biting you and you flex the muscle or flex the part of your body where that mosquito is biting you it will explode that's what I've heard. I have tr- no. I've tried that. Second, I never know uh, until it's too late. When second, I did type in on Google, and you can always trust anything that you read on the internet. That's true. I said, if I hold my breath, can a wasp sting me? This uh, article from, there are two articles, one from 2005, one from 2021. The one from 2005 simply says, wasps cannot sting you if you hold your breath. That's facts. The one from 2021 says, Breath is what tells them you're there. Because most insects get cues from smells in the air, when you hold your breath for 10, 30, or even 50 seconds, that's a pretty long time, they will no longer detect your presence, and that's why they will likely leave you alone. And it works with bees and wasps. So, yeah, that is uh, absolutely. So that's a little extra wild thought at the end of the episode. Wow. Uh, we, we do have, I feel like we just left a lot on the table. Um, with and the so cars conversation, with the especially. cars conversation for sure. So we'll have to see what we want to do about that. But that's going to do it for this episode of All You Need to Know. It was jam packed, a little bit longer, but it was good, and I enjoyed it. Keegan, thank you for being here. Yeah. I'm not going to make any promises about when we will do another Wild Thoughts episode, but a Cars episode could be happening very soon, Ooh. and I don't feel like we could have it without your presence. Absolutely. I'll, I will watch every single one of them and the planes. Okay. Thank you, Keegan. I might even bring in, of... a, bring in a script for a bicycle. Okay. And we, we do have some yes. research. That's what I'm thinking. We can't we couldn't just sit here and, and do it right after we record this one because we do need to look into some things before yeah. we do it. Uh, but, again, Keegan, thank you for joining us. 
Uh, fun episode, Wild Thoughts Volume 6, I think is what we did, right? Yes. Volume 6. I think so. That's going to do it for this episode. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pitt. And I am Keegan Watkins. It's always a pleasure. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.